Welcome to the Grow Regardless podcast. I'm your host, Janae Siobhan. This podcast is the place where those who are withered come to bloom. Here, you will be empowered and encouraged with biblical, practical, and spiritual tools that will help you navigate life boldly, effortlessly, and fearlessly with Christ and for Christ. Hey guys, this is Janae, host of the Girl Regardless podcast. I am so excited for you to be here with me tonight, today, whenever you are joining me. Now, this is a special episode. Why is it a special episode? Because it's a continuum of our first episode, which actually dropped on Valentine's Day called soft girl hard life hashtag a lot of you have reached out to me saying like yo that podcast episode was hitting and so I thank God for that um tonight's episode is also special because this is my first live recording so right now I'm on Riverside and I have a few people that I invited to join me tonight in real time as I'm recording this. So I'm just so excited for each and every one of you who have taken out their time to just come and hang out with me tonight. So I thank y'all so, 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 so much. Pretty much this is going to give you a behind the scenes look at what I do here in real time, which I'm kind of excited because I'll be trying to send you with the behind the scenes stuff. But what I'm going to do is I'm this is just the regular welcome that I do. Um, if you have any questions or anything like that throughout the podcast episode, feel free to put them in the chat. Um, and then we'll just answer them. However, the Holy Spirit leads. We may have already answered your question, even if it's in the chat, because you know how Holy Spirit is. But even at the end, we will go ahead and make time for questions and answers. And like I said, you can put those in the chat. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest, but let me just put you on if you haven't listened to hashtag soft girl hard life, the first episode that dropped on Valentine's Day. Listen, it was getting the people going because we was talking about some stuff. We was talking about seduction. We were talking about... um soul ties the lord had us really diving deep into like relationships and the importance of who you are connected to and how that can make or break your relationship i don't want to say make or break your relationship with god but 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 will pretty much put like hindrance and blockages in your way from actually like being where god needed you to be so i'm not trying to say like leave here and go listen to that but if you're listening you might want to go back to that one and listen to that one and then come back to this one okay so i'm gonna introduce our guest he may be new to some of y'all but a fan favorite for a lot of y'all because <laughs> i love when he's on here <laughs> But Jay Iris, he is the host of the Final Warning podcast. If now listen, a lot of us, a lot of my audience members, we we like the truth. 
Like we're not shying away from the truth. So if you have a thirst for knowledge, wisdom, and understanding about the world around us, the end times, eschatology, uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, culture, all of that stuff. His podcast is for you. Like you gonna leave and be like, dang, I know all that was going on. So anyways, hey Jairus, what's up? Hey, what's up? Glad to what's be on up? again. This is gonna be this is gonna be a good time. So I'm Listen, excited. Listen, I am so excited. I am so excited. So you can you see the chat? Like in real like can you see the chat? Um, uh, I mean I see that there's people in here. Let me see if I can yeah. open up something. Okay. Cause it's gonna be like on the far. It's on the far right for me. It says like people okay, media. Okay. 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 I see them. Okay. Awesome sauce. So just in case, like, just so that you know that they're on here. Yeah. And if they have any questions or whatever, whatever, whatever. But yeah. So thank you for joining me. Listen, y'all. <sighs> I don't even know where to start with this. Yeah. Cause the Lord really was like, even in my study time before I got on here, the Lord was dropping some nuggets in my heart to talk to y'all about. So I'm just excited for this. Jairus, let's 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 talk to them a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because we were stepping on some toes. I know we were. We were stepping on some toes with that first episode. Because it really had some people self-assessing, which is not bad. It's not bad. That's what we want you to do. But when it comes down to the whole soft life thing, Mm -hmm. it really made them think like, is it just, is it just a thing that we do? Or like, do I really have to self-assess? Like, is it just if is me being in this soft girl life something that I should even be taken too seriously? Or is it okay for me to just be a soft girl? Now, a lot of y'all, I don't know if you know what soft girl era, soft girl life is. If you've heard of it before, you could put it in the chat and say, I've heard of it or I've never heard of it. I'm curious to see if y'all ever heard of it before. Never. Okay. 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 I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, we gonna teach y'all tonight. Mm-hmm. We gonna teach y'all tonight. All right. So yeah, the Lord had really pressed this on my heart to talk about, really, because you may not have heard it, but I don't even know what word to say, how to describe it. You may not have heard it before, but society is pushing this type of lifestyle. If that makes sense. So the definition of soft life is a life of ease, peace, comfort, and intentional happiness. It does not require struggle, love, stress, and distress. It consists of mutual relationships, clarity, and self-care. So that is the definition of soft life. And it's been permeating into the Christian faith, particularly with Christian women and how they are going around this life. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, that's what I said. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. I know. I see y'all. 
So yes, it's that 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 thought process has been running rampant. And so the Lord really wanted me to talk about that um and how it's kind of all up in Oh, not my. Okay, y'all. Listen, let me get out the chat because y'all distracted me. Hold on now. (laughs) Okay, so yeah. So with the soft life, so that's just a little, little part of it. And the Lord placed this this thought on my heart, and I want to share it with you. I don't know who needs to hear this, but God didn't call you to live a soft life, but a life of selflessness. I don't know who needs to hear this, but God didn't call you to live a soft life, but a life of selflessness. Mm-hmm. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about a few things that's going to be all encompassing to that life of ease and then that life of selflessness, that life of selfishness and then that life of selflessness. So as mm-hmm. you're listening to us, I want you to think of yourself. I want you to think of where in your life are you or that you may even be having this thought process. You may have never heard of it before. You may have never even said, I don't know all about that, but your actions, mm-hmm. your, your, your mentality, how you feel people should treat you, how you feel life should be, your mentality towards things. Mm-hmm. So I just want to lay that down in May. All right. So go ahead, J. Iris. I'm done talking because I feel like I was just saying too much. No, you said some good stuff. I mean, it's just kind of, we're just recapping on what we talked about last time. Now we talked about the soft life and whatnot. Um, how uh, there's a deception within the soft life type of ideology where people are like, whoa, you know, well, a lot of women more so. Um, they're like, well, I want to be soft i want to be super feminine uber feminine i want to be um um kind of taken care of and things of that nature which there's nothing wrong with wanting to be taken care of but the deception that's there is now it's you're coming from a understanding of selfishness you're you're coming from an understanding of narcissism you're coming from an understanding of entitlement in some ways and um those aren't really healthy aspects to be having inside of your mind, you know? Mm. Um, so again, if we go back to the world or not the word world, but the word, the word of God, if we go back to the word of God, it says that in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves and um, people will be, have a tendency to kind of focus on oneself. And we see that in every aspect of our life. We talked about this a little bit about last time when we right. looked at social media People were posting pictures and then you have the kind of soft girl trend where people are like, I deserve this. I'm not going to get with no man if he doesn't have this, 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 and this, if I'm not getting taken care of. But then what we talked about last time when, in regards to relationships and marriage is that when you're married, your whole focus is not on yourself. It's on the marriage. It's on your husband. It's on your children if you're going to have them. You know, So it's a very outside of you type of mindset that you're supposed to be having. Um, But if you have a mind of Christ, you know, the Bible says that when Jesus was on the earth, he took upon a mindset as a servant. 
Mm. You know, he took upon a mindset as a servant. He would, and he had a uh, um, a mindset to love on people and to do things for uh, the people that around him, that were around him, his disciples, the people that he healed, the people that he ministered to. If we're going to have that same type of mindset, soft girl entitlement, I'm trying to be taken care of and not do anything for anybody is the wrong type of mindset to have. Yeah, you know, That's not really a mind of Christ, right? Yeah. It's not a mind yeah. of service, not a mind of servitude. Now, let me ask you this, because you're hitting on some stuff. So, you know that video that we watched about um, a couple women that uh, were living this soft life aesthetic, I mean, to the T. Like, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. had men taking care of them. They yes. looked like Instagram models. Yes. They they came across with the with the with with the thought process and the mentality like you're gonna take care of me. I am entitled for this. Da 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 da. Mm. Long story short, y'all. These women claim to be one claim to be a Christian, but she backslid. Right. Mm-hmm. The other one, she was just out here for the out here. Like she was just living her best life, doing what she wanted to do. She heard about God, but she didn't grow up in the church. She didn't grow up. It's kind of like. If she was, she had a, a religious understanding of who God was. It was like mm. in her mind, she was converted logically, but in her heart, she wasn't type of thing. So long story short, they ended up what they call getting delivered. So they had some stuff <laughs> They had some <laughs> stuff going on inside of them that I don't know if they went to a pastor, a priest, or whomever to bond and rebuke whatever spirits they had inside of them. Okay. They didn't say nothing about salvation. They didn't say that they were born again. They didn't say anything like that. So I'm just going off of the the language that they continuously use to, to tell y'all the story. Right. So they said after they got delivered, that's when the Lord pretty much gave them the idea of not only just soft life, like we're eradicating the soft life, but not in its entirety. Right. So it's going to be soft life through Christ. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a misnormal, a misnomer. I feel like you cannot do that because the Lord, He tells us, and like a lot of y'all said in the, in the chat, like is a denial of self, is a sacrifice, right? When I give my life to Christ, I'm taking up my cross. That's whatever it costs me. That yeah. means I'm that's that's a negative. That means I'm I'm subtracting something. I'm getting rid of something. Mm-hmm. So soft life is saying I'm. I'm consistently and constantly being added to somebody is constantly pouring into me. Somebody is constantly doing for me. Somebody is constantly, you know, doing whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of y'all are saying trying to mix the world with God. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that was their mentality. That was their thought process. And me and Jay Iris, we were sitting there like, yo, I don't know about this. Like mm-hmm. this sounded some, some crazy stuff. And I wanted to ask you, Jay, like, why do you believe Christian women are being drawn to this type of lifestyle? Because for me as a woman, I mean, as a Christian woman, that that soft life thing kind of scared me. But mm-hmm. it's because I know the truth. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not saying that my man can't take care of me. Not saying that I can't expect for people to pour into me. But the entitlement 
that's crazy. Like, cause the, I know that the Lord is telling me like, yo, you got to deny yourself. Yo, you got to put your flesh under subjection. Yo, you cannot be, you got to flee from your youthful lust. Like that soft life ain't that. (laughs) So like, why do you think that is? Somebody in the chat said what they see on TV, fake reality shows, which reminds me, Yeah, me and good. Jay was talking. Me and Jay was talking. He said something yeah, profound. Jay, I gotta say this. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give you a credit. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. But he yeah. was like, he was like, because I was telling him about how some women be like, oh, I got main character energy. Like, if y'all on TikTok, y'all know that that's like a thing. Like, they be like main character energy. I'm giving main character energy everywhere I go. All eyes on me. Right. Da da da. So there's a Christian influencer. Her name is Adara. And she wrote something very profound. She said, and one last thing, hear me out. Stop calling yourself a prize. Games have to be played in order for prizes to be won. No games have to be played with you. Your words have weight. Stop calling yourself a prize. So me me and Jay had gone to this conversation and he said the same thing a lot of y'all are saying in the chat and probably what a lot of y'all are thinking. Like, this is not a novel, sis. This is real life. When he said that, I was like, yo, like, what? <laughs> I was literally like, uh, yo, that's exactly what it is. They are in a fantasy. They are in a delusion. So I ask you again, why do you think they're so caught up in that, in that fake delusion? That's I mean, not biblically sound. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at the chat and Simone kind of hit it on the head. People are, they, they're they so enthralled with reality TV and the things that they see on, on television, on in the movies, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like they, they're so enthralled by that. And the thing is, like, a lot of that is a, is a deception. Like, a lot of, a lot of that is a deception. And there's, there's so much deception going on, on, on television and our music and things of that nature. And uh, people can be just easily drawn away by that because they're like, Oh, this looks cool. This looks entertaining. I want to be kind of associated with that because I want to be within the in crowd, just like everybody else. You know, I know that I have, if I have that same mindset like them, you know, then I will have the nice cars the nice shoes, the entertaining life, the, you know, the nice looking man or whatever, you know, the money is just, I mean, at the end of the day, like all those things are attractive, like it's attractive stuff, but, um, you know, you just like, if you, if you're a matured individual in, in the word, um, you understand that all those things don't hold any weight, you know, Mm. like, uh, the, the things of this world are finite, right? They're very Mm. finite, but if you have an understanding of the word, you understand that the things of God, even though like on the outset, you're like, man, I got to go, I got to go through this. I got to do this, but you're building on a more solid foundation. You're building on things that are infinite, you know, Mm. you're building on things that are infinite, even though that may be a little bit harder for you as far as lasting impact, look at the generational impact that will, that will happen, you know, within your family, within your life, within your children, within people that come after you, you know, people are going to look at you and be like, oh, wow, the just the life that you led made such an impact on me. And you'll be like, what? Like, what, what's going on? Like, but all you were doing was being obedient to what the word was telling you to do. 
instead of being uh, obedient to what the world was telling you to do. And uh, just by that, just just look at the generational impact that you are making, you know, right. and how your how your family dynamic can completely change. Because all all the only thing that will separate you from the things that may have gone on in your family for so long is just a mindset change. It's just a it's just a switch in your mind. Mm. You know, are you going to switch over to the truth? Or are you going to switch over to um? the things that you see on TV. That's right. really it. And you know, what's so interesting about this. I'm, I'm so glad that we're, we're on this because the Lord, like I said, like while I was studying for this, it was like a word popped up in my mind's eye. Literally it said conformity. I said, Oh Lord. Oh, okay. Conformity. <laughs> like that's okay. So, I'm like, you know me, I got to be looking up the definition and stuff like that. I'm not at all calling y'all remedial and that y'all don't know what conformity means. But I think it's very important to know the meaning of words because that's how the enemy deceives you when he starts to pervert different words and saying it mean one thing and it's something else and all this confusion. So we're going to just go back to mm-hmm. what the definition of conformity is. So it says behavior in accordance with socially accepted conventions. Now, the definition of convention is behavior that is considered acceptable or polite to most members of a society or standards. And the Lord talks to us, especially Christian, well, us believers about mm-hmm. conforming and conformity. And before I go back to that, because I got a few scriptures that I want to hit on, I want to kind of circle back to what Jay was talking about in regards to being deceived and being in, 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 in following into the lies of the enemy. First John two 15 mm-hmm. through 17 says, love, not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father, but it's of the world. And the well, world is just posted that scripture in the in the chat, by the way. So huh? oh, somebody did? Yeah, you right in the vein. Oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah. the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. And that dumb temptations <laughs> is what that soft life perspective or even if you don't want to even be like nah nay like I really don't want to talk about the whole soft life thing you could find yourself somewhere are you entitled what area are you entitled in what area can you be more selfless in what area do you feel like dang I'm always getting offended in this area or I feel like this area could be more like free of offense for me like all of these things kind of delve more deeper into that soft life thing you may not be like all into it into it but you could find yourself in it because again going back to the scripture the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life like those are all temptations that the enemy uses to get us off from where god wants us to be so that's the scripture that made me think of that like when you said what you said i was thinking about that scripture i was like Mm -hmm. yo Mm -hmm. so one of the scriptures that really stood out to me was Ephesians chapter five. Mm-hmm. 
1 through 2. And see, uh-uh. Hold on. And I don't know if any of y'all going to put it in the chat for me, but you don't really got to. All right. Boom. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. So why did I say that? Listen, soft life mentality has no place in the life of a believer. Why? Because literally, I'm supposed to walk in love as Christ also have loved us. That means love. If you're a part of the ministry that I'm a part of, we got a little saying about what love is. Love is the willingness to give of oneself on behalf of another, expecting nothing in return. That is sacrifice. That is a willingness to offer up something. And you know, I may not get no reciprocity back. So soft life is like take, 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 entitlement, entitlement, entitlement. I deserve, I deserve, I deserve. May character energy everywhere I go. Mm. I'm the prize. I got the sauce. I got the juice. Mm. But like a life of a believer or or I got the anointing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because that's when it comes down to Christian women, Christian men even, all they feel, I got the anointing. I can make the I can make the crowd jump. I could have them hooping and hollering. That's a sign of the anointing. I be this, I be that, da-da-da. And that's their form of I got the juice, I got main character energy, all of that. But the Lord says that I have to have a sacrificial life with him. I gotta be putting some things up i gotta be taking some things out there's some things that i cannot be doing yeah yeah so i just wanted to say that because it kind of reminds me of uh i'm sorry to cut you off but no you good it kind of reminds me also of uh, romans 12 where it talks about uh, presenting your body as a living sacrifice and Mm. you know if you're presenting your body as a living sacrifice that's something that's not gonna be feeling good it's, that don't sound soft. Sacrifice is not soft. <laughs> no, it ain't. <laughs> it, it ain't. It ain't cute. You don't always look good. It just don't. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm gonna be sacrificing my body, if I'm sacrificing my desires, sacrificing what I want, you know, that's completely the opposite of entitlement. So that's I mean, truth. you just gotta have to understand that if if we're gonna live a if we're going to have the blessings of God, you have to give up something you know, mm. blessing from the most high. Cause he's not going to bless you unless you're, you're giving up yourself, you know? And a lot of times we want that greater blessing of certain things. It's like, well, the, if you want greater blessing, that means bigger things that we have to give up, you know, more, uh, or more, uh, I would, I want to say, um, things that maybe we keep closer to ourselves you know, that's very close to our heart. We may have to, we're going to have to give that up to the most high, mm. you know, in order, in order to, to get to that next level that we're looking for or that mm. we want. So, um, um, it's just very important that we have to have a, we have to have a, a scriptural focus when we're looking at certain things. Cause yes, there are different, 
laws in the world. Like you want to attain this, you want to attain that. Yes, yes. You know, that's that's all great. But you don't want to gain the whole world and lose your soul. <laughs> you know, you just don't you don't want to do that. Because the thing is, a lot of these ladies that you see in men, you know, a lot of men and ladies that we see on television, on the movies, whatever. Yeah, they look like they got it. They got it going on. OK, yeah, yeah they got the it going. They look good. They, you know, they looking right. Bodies banging. Got the dresses, got the shoes, Gucci, Prada all that you know the man maybe all the men are flocking to them whatever but look at their soul mm. where are they going at the end of the day if if the if christ were to come back right now where are they going <laughs> you know that that's that's one um way to look at it but also like a lot of these women aren't happy mm. they aren't so they're looking for it and the thing is Along with the soft life type of understanding, there's also an understanding of uh, independent, I got it going on, I don't need anybody else, I'm the boss chick or boss person, whatever, and, you know, I have everything that I need, um, you know, I'm over here taking trips, I'm doing what I need to do, It's everything's going great, but like... Unfulfilled. The, yeah, you're unfulfilled because you're not in that place of purpose that maybe God has called you to be, you know, God may not have called a lot of you women to do all those things. Maybe he calls you to ha to be with a partner that's going to help you. So that way you, you guys can build something for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. But if you have a, a boss chick, I'm independent mindset. He can't bless you with that man. He can't bless you with that, uh, with a husband that may be destined for you because you know, the Lord's like, well, you seem like you got it going on. You don't need nobody else. You know, mm. And it's just, just like, a, it's the mindset switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Brittany, Brittany, that's good. Humbleness is needed. Definitely, definitely, definitely. It's going back to denying yourself. Because mm -hmm. our, the, the thing is, it's that pride. It's that I got to put that ego aside. It's that mm -hmm. I know more. I don't need another flawed individual telling me how to be when I know your faults too. Like, who are you to tell me how to be? Again, it takes humility. It takes humility mm -hmm. for another flawed person to be like, yo, you got to get that together. You got to get that right. Have you thought about doing it this way? Have you thought about doing it that way? Or even we know looking in the word that God is perfect, but like we may have our own idea of who God is. We put God in a box in a lot of different ways. We got our own idea of who God is, what he do what he don't do. And so you looking at God like, well, God, you the one that did this and you the one that did that. So now you calling God Floyd, you calling God, like he don't know what he doing. And yeah. now it's like you looking at him, like, who are you to tell me how to live? Who are you to tell me how to be? Who are you to tell me how to act, how to respond, how to love? I have every right to feel how I feel. Mm. And again, it's that entitlement. It's that unwillingness to deny yourself that unwillingness to walk in humility that unwillingness to repent to yeah. acknowledge like yo I, I i didn't i didn't i didn't messed up i've been loud and wrong this i whole mean a good <laughs> a good um passage of scripture that defines the type of life that we're supposed to live in christ mm -hmm. just go read matthew 5 the beatitudes Mm. Even an upside down kingdom, so you can't operate the same way that the people in the world operate. Mm. 
you can't do it because you're not you're not going to get anywhere. You li- you're in a different kingdom now. If you're in a different kingdom, you now have to you now have to come under a different operating system. Ooh. You're now under a different economy because you can't do the same things that they were doing. If you're in a different economy, that the different economy means that while everything you're seeing foreclosures, you're seeing uh um economic depression going on, you're going to be doing great. Why? Because you're in a different economy. Mm. But if you operate under that type of thinking that Jesus talks about in Matthew 5, where it talks about, he says, blessed are the blessed, blessed, blessed. But he's saying blessed, and he's and he's saying some things that if you look, if you're in the world and you're reading this, it's like all these things look like contradictions, mm. you know, especially in verse 5, in chapter 5, it says, blessed are the meek, for they should inherit the earth. In today's world, you can't be and meek is just another way of saying humility. Right. Just uh, just to clear that up. But in today's world, everyone's like, "Well, I can't be humble. I gotta be out there. I gotta be um, extra, super duper extroverted. I gotta be boss man, boss chick. I'm f- at the forefront. Put me up there, you know, yes. in order for me to move up in life. I gotta have maybe even an entitlement complex, like, oh, I'm this, I'm that. But no, like what the Lord is saying here, he's saying, no, the only way for you to move up in life is if you have humility. If if you, you know, look at just, if you look at yourself, not better than other people. What What is that scripture that he says? Like, if you humble yourself, I'll lift you up or something like that. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, I believe the scripture is saying, I forgot the reference, but, uh, saying that, um, um, he gives, uh, he resists the proud, but give grace to the humble. Okay. And then, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. First Peter 5, 6 um, through 7. It says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. And then it goes on to say, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. It's yeah. that exaltation. They want to skip the humility part because they feel like being humble I can't get nowhere with being humble. I got to show people. I got to show people why they need to respect me. I need to show this person why they're missing out. I need to show this person. I'm tired of being overlooked. I'm tired of being like the last. I'm tired of being da 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 And again, mm-hmm. I know, like, y'all, like, listen to me. Like, I know that I have some people on here that are not saved. I know that for a fact. And I have a heart for the loss, like I do. But I have an even greater, I don't even want to say even greater. It's kind of saddens me a little bit because a lot of Christian women are getting sucked into this mentality. And the reason why we're even having this conversation is because there is a rhetoric that's going around that you can still live this type of life, this soft life with Christ, through Christ. And it's a complete contradiction against what God has told each and every one of us. So for me, it's like, he's already giving us instruction, humble yourselves, therefore under the mighty hand of God under, that means that if I'm under, that means God is over me. That means he's hovering over me. He's my protection. He's like the roof. If I'm hovering, if I'm, if I'm, if I need to um, humble myself under the mighty hand of God, that means that he's my protector. That means that 
He is keeping me from all these obstructions, all these blockages, all these hindrances, all of this stuff. So when I humble myself under him, under his hand, under his favor, under his grace, under his mercy, then he will exalt me in due season, in due time. A lot of us be wanting to get out the pew mad early. Listen, just let the Lord teach you. Let him, let him mold you. Let him prune you. If you see that there's something that you need to be doing in the church, then just do it. Don't wait for somebody to tell you like, yo, you see that thing right there? You should do it. Whatever you see your hands unto, like do it. But a lot of us, we be wanting like a whole thing. I need to do a podcast. Yo, I need to write a book. Yo, I need to, uh, I need to have a whatever, whatever, whatever. It's like, okay, that may be a desire of yours, but like, is it the right season for that? He said that he'll exalt you in due season. That's good. Yeah. In due season. But the world says, nah, put yourself out there right now, right now, right now. Don't wait. Don't wait. It's kind of like that ICDC college commercial. Don't wait. Call today. Why you sitting on your couch? <laughs> Call today. That's how the world be. They be like, go ahead and do it. You don't got to wait for nobody to tell you nothing. But see, the Lord, he want to see like, yo, can you put that flesh under subjection? Because you know you got the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Like, let me see. Let me see if you could listen to me. Let me see if you could walk in obedience. Let me see if you really like hearing what I'm saying and doing what I'm asking you to do. Because yeah. that obedience is what's going to determine when your due season is. Yeah, that's good. So listen, good. I want to. Uh, that's all I want to say. But you have made a good point. Good point, which makes me go to our next topic: mm-hmm. help mate versus help meet. Mm. Now, the reason why we need to talk about this is because mm. one of the girls in the podcast she kind of got me tight, y'all. Uh-oh. She was like, she was like. The fact that we live in this soft life through Christ, that means like our 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 husbands are gonna come. Like that means that oh. the, the right man is on his way. I'm like, girl, if they ain't further for the truth, you about to have all these wannabes, could be's, all these distractions, all these dudes that could possibly saying that they from the Lord, they hearing from the Lord, the Lord told me. The mm-hmm. Lord came to me in a burning bush. The Lord came to me while I was this, that, and the third. If that's not further from the truth, and I think that mentality is kind of like, well, you know, as long as I give my life to Christ, then my life will be of ease. My life will be good. Like he going to keep me. No. He said, first of all, in his life, <laughs> offenses will come. In this life, tribulations will come. But not only that, you're going to get persecuted for going for my name's sake. So not only are you going to be going through regular regular stuff, because that's just the world and we live in a fallen world and yada, yada, yada. But on top of that, the icing on the cake is that you go out preaching the unadulterated word of God, they're going to be hating on you. Mm-hmm. So like their thought process was kind of annoying to me. Pray for me, y'all. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, the devil still got y'all deceived. Like, just because you decided to, quote unquote, deny yourself and now you're fully delivered and now you're giving your life to Christ does not necessarily mean that, like, life is about to be, like Jay said in the last episode, sprinkles, unicorns, and all this extra stuff. And it's just kind of like, first, mm-hmm. you need to get taught first. 
first the Lord got to prune some of them entitled ways from you now because you can't be a hindrance to your help meet. You can't be a hindrance to your man. You can't be getting on that man nerves now because you thinking that <laughs> he got to be doing this. He got to be doing that. He ain't doing like my last dude did, you know, all of this stuff. So I really want us to talk about help mate versus help me. Cause I know some girls out there, some women out there, they don't really know the difference. And it's going back to sacrifice. It's going back to humility. It's going back to denying of self. It's going back to all that stuff. So, yeah. 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 Um, so basically if you read the if you read the word and you look back in Genesis where um the most high was to create a a spouse for um or a woman for Adam, you know, he designated as help me and many people think that was help mate, but it's not it's not help mate to help meet. Um so if you look at the definition of what a help meet is is basically someone who is going to come beside you and help you with the purpose that god has put over your life that's mm. basically what it is and um especially in, in regards to a spouse and the spouse is supposed to be doing that you know that's what um the most high created uh for adam he took from his rib and he created a help meet to help him in what he called adam to do um, so yeah, that's, um, uh, that's the main definition of help me. Um, again, it goes back to everything that we've been talking about. Someone who is going to be exhibiting, uh, humility, someone who's going to be, um, exhibiting supportive attitude, you know, someone who's going to be giving, um, uh, faithful, loyal, someone who is reliable. And the uh, and the things that the that the Most High has purposed a man to bring out your job is to, as a wife is to come alongside him and to uh, continue in what he has called him to do. And now it's it, it would be pretty much now what he's called both of you guys to do because you're now a partner with that. So and the, and the only way how he is able to accomplish what he has uh what he what he has been mandated to do is if he finds you is when he finds you you know because you are very instrumental in what god has called him and called him to do and the things that god has put inside of you are what's going to be instrumental in um in pushing that mandate forward basically right so. and it's giving it's giving iron sharpens iron mm -hmm. giving Two can't walk together unless they be agreed. It's giving not unequally yoked. It's giving like very like intentional. God knew exactly what he was doing when he put y'all together. Y'all both on one accord. The reason why I think it's so hard for people to accept the whole help meet thing, because help mate sounds better. Help mate is like, oh, we compatible. We got all these things in common. He just mm -hmm. makes me feel like we're twins. Everything. We like the same stuff. We just, we just, uh, we just love being around each other. It's very, I don't even want to say surface level but i guess that's really the only word that i could i could 
I could really use to express how I'm feeling. And I'll be getting tight. And I'll be talking to my spiritual dad about this. And he like, nay, if they don't know, they don't know. And I said, I know. But I'm going to teach y'all because I just be getting so tight. It's so bad. Y'all don't know why. Because it's just like y'all be loud and wrong. Y'all know how I feel about that. Y'all know how I feel about being loud and wrong. I be loud and wrong too. I be trying to correct it. But it just be like, yo, like, help me. Like, I know y'all seen help me in the Bible. Like, that wasn't no A. That was whole help me. So it's just kind of like, <laughs> it's just kind of like understanding the meaning of words. Because I think that'll take away the deception. That'll take away the blinders. That will take away the rose-colored glasses to really see, like, what it is and a, a good idea of what your role is if um, if being in a marriage is something that you desire to be in, it's very important that you know what's required for that role and what mm. you could expect for your possible man in that role. What's that mm. fruit looking like? Mm. What is that fruit looking like? <laughs> is that what? fruit fruiting? Is that fruit fruiting? Because a lot of y'all, yeah. they be having worms all up in the fruit and you be like, oh, well... One part of it don't got worms in it, so Um, I I should be okay. Just bite around it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Just bite around the worm part. For real, just bite around the worm part, you know? Let's just play on the edge a little bit. We ain't got to really, you know. But there was this one thing that, um, and Pam had um, brought it up. She said kingdom marriage. But there was something that I was, dang. Jay, I think me and you was talking about it. Let me see. Mm-hmm. They was talking about kingdom. Kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. Hold on. Kingdom marriage. Maybe. Yeah, but how they said it was like, okay. So the lady mm-hmm. that was talking, she was talking about how like in a rela- in a marriage, rather, in a marriage, in a marriage, in a kingdom mm-hmm. marriage, like Pam mm-hmm. saying, she was like, two kingdoms are at work. And she said, like, there's an importance to that because the reality is what we both have to be willing. Like, like there's two kingdoms at work. And in essence, what she's saying, there's two people's wills at work, right? So yeah. that means that we have to be willing to lay down some autonomy. We have to be willing to sacrifice our own because i'm not single no more so what i would want what my what 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 would make me happy what would make Mm -hmm. me feel fulfilled my husband may be like y'all i don't really need all that or like that's not really good for us as a unit as a whole so like can we try it this way like or let's do it this way like there are two kingdoms at work and you have to be willing Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. to lay down that autonomy again it's very sacrificial it's very sacrificial so if i'm meeting him as his help that means like whatever it costs me whatever it requires of me whatever is best for us y'all married people y'all could correct me if i'm wrong now in the comments now because mm-hmm. i ain't trying to be loud and wrong now i know i got a whole lot of y'all up in here okay nope <laughs> sacrifice okay cool bean. Just correct me if I'm wrong. We live this real talk. So just let me know. Like, Nagan, I ain't, I ain't right, yo. Okay. No more comments? All right, cool beans. So, 
where you want to take this, Jay? Because I feel like we could take, we could take this. Man, there's so many different angles we can take. But, um, let me let me say this. Let me say this. Um, marriage is is something um, that we need more of in the church. That's just that's just facts. And a lot of a lot of us do want to be married. Um, a lot of us, um, you know, believe God has called us for marriage, but. If especially especially and I'm talking about here in the States, I know some of us who are who will be listening to this are international. Um, but here in the States, we see that there is an increase or or a delay in marriage. So mm-hmm. people are getting married later in life, right? And that can be backed up with statistics. You guys can go on the statistical websites and that that can be back backed up. I believe the median age was around twenty five back in like twenty ten. Now it's reached to 30 and above that's around the median average age within the the usa of those who are getting married so um and this has caused uh problems uh within our country or different things that we're seeing and the thing why we're seeing such an increase in the median age of marriage is because there's a lot of things that the government has pushed number one number two there's a huge agenda to keep young women and women in general who are not married to stay unmarried Mm. (laughs) and people don't see that so when we're talking about this uh soft life when we talk about this um uber feminism that's being rampant in uh america and across the world because feminism has reached even parts in you know, in Africa, the UK, obviously yeah. UK, Europe, Asia, even uh, Asia is a little bit more. Uh, they're more closed off to it. But uh, some other other places, other countries that have been um, privy to the feminist feministic I- ideal, and it actually is anti woman. So a lot of you are like, oh, we want to have women rights and liberation of women and all these things. Actually, feminism actually keeps you in bondage. Mm. bondage and it's actually anti-woman and uh i'm looking at one of the comments yeah uh miss pam said the devil hates us because we are creating god's image they target the women to stop women from reproducing yeah they don't want the women to be reproducing um so let me this 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 is the part where i kind of go into a little bit of what i talk about in my podcast they like this Uh, they like that so basically um the agenda of the elites is to decrease the population. Mm-hmm. And one of the main ways and how they did that and how they're doing that is through science. Um, one of the things that they did, especially in regards to the black community, the black community is, a, is what I'm a part of, is through Planned Parenthood. And they um, created Planned Parenthood to basically wage war on the black family. Number one, and this is historically documented. Anybody can go and look this up on Google and you can see that Margaret Sanger, the progenitor of this organization, um, did not like uh, melanated peoples, especially black peoples, and did everything in her power to produce propaganda to try to um, wipe us out, you know, and what they did is what they uh, promoted abortions, you know. 
um, your favorite Democratic Party. A lot of us are, you know, love that party. You know, your favorite Democratic Party promotes this agenda um, as well as producing uh, birth control pills. And I talk about that in my past uh, episode. If you want to go watch it or listen to it and go go listen to it, <laughs> go back to it after this uh, this segment. But um, and if, but the thing is, this has been universal. This has been given out to every race, every ethnicity. And the thing is, uh, it's it's not doing the people a good service. And then when you have entertainers um, that produce music that is very anti-family, this is where you get into now you're having uh, you're building a mindset that is very anti-family within women and men and don't want to produce uh, unity because the thing is many of us as believers all across the world, we understand that a kingdom is built through family. Mm. Kingdom is built through family. Kingdom is built uh, through marriage. Even, you know, Mm. you can't, you can't, um, you can't take, you can't take dominion in an area. If there's no families, you know, you can't take, you can't be, uh, you, you can't establish a community of believers if you don't have family, right. you know, and that's, that's just common sense. So if you have that understanding and then having and impairing that with the whole, well, I don't need a man or well, I'm just gonna, I deserve a man that's this, 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 and this, even though there's only like very few men that have that, uh, <laughs> qualification like the top 10 20 percent of men there's only a few subset but then a bunch of the women want the 10 to 20 percent of men most of y'all ain't gonna be married right <laughs> right that's just that's just common sense so now we have to come into uh a thinking of okay so are my ideals and um things that i want in a mate are they biblical are they Holy Spirit inspired or is it something that is just, I'm seeing what everybody else sees and I kind of want to copy that. Mm. You no. Know? So you, we have to be very discerning in these times because everything that's being pushed out is very anti-family. They don't want y'all to get married. <laughs> they just, they don't, mm. you know, they want to keep the sexes separated. That's where there's so much, you know, um, there's, there's a gender war that's going on right now. You know, the women hate the men and now the men are, are not wanting to be around the women, you know, and it's, it's satanic. It really is satanic because most, because the thing is, if we, if we look back in the garden, right, let's go back to Adam and Eve. Um, he, the most High said, man is not good to be left alone. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Just from that understanding of how uh, things were established in the garden, we saw the first marriage, you know, be fruitful and multiply. Of course, that can be applied to many areas of life. But in this instance, he was talking about uh, producing progeny, producing children. Um, I believe that the this is just this is my opinion now. I believe that the agenda of the most high from the onset was for everybody to be paired up and for everyone to have. Uh, family, because that's what that's what he's about. You know, the Most High is about family and marriage and love and and things of that na- nature. Um, so if we understand that that's the Most High's mindset, how is Satan going to counteract that? 
So if we understand the most highest mindset, we automatically see what the agenda at hand now, you know, they, they, they're, they're trying to produce propaganda that delays marriage. They're trying to produce propaganda that's saying that, oh, there's no good men around. All y'all should be gay now. That's what they want all the women to be. <laughs> you know, they're like, there's no good men. So, so since there's no good men, just pair up with each other. That's just what it's supposed to be. But then that goes, that that is right along with what they want to do. They want to decrease the population. If everybody gay, ain't nobody, ain't nobody producing nothing. And if nobody producing nothing, the population dies out. And if there's less people that are, that is in the world, that's easier. That means for the elites, it's easier for people, for the elitists to control the people now. You see that it's 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 um people don't want to talk about that and and it's it's very sad because the our our favorite artists on the radio are pushing music that um that is um very uh women liberating and when I say men, women liberating I'm I'm it's kind of tongue in cheek it's actually putting women in bondage right <laughs> actually right yeah. And you know what? This is very timely. I don't know if any of y'all algorithm on Instagram, if you've been scrolling through reels or whatnot, but I don't know if y'all seen um, Sierra, the singer, she came Ooh, up on goodness. my Instagram reel the other day, yesterday. Ooh. And this is a whole They're married woman. This is a whole married woman. She got kids. Her man is a man of God. All this stuff. Oh why she? God. Why she in the mirror talk about her best single life and how she a girl boss and she ain't got to answer to no man or nothing like this. I said, if this ain't the music on? industry trying to <laughs> trying to deceive the the masses here. I was like, literally, she's she's she changed her whole image, her old branding. Like, girl, you was out here for the out here. Now you didn't got you a, a good man, girl. You got your good man. Mm-hmm. Then she in the mirror talk about something. She don't need a man. She don't need a thing. And all these women, nobody didn't even call her out. Now, 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 the thing you sent me, they did call her out. But like in the beginning, with the, with the comments, nobody was calling her out. I said, ain't she married? And isn't her dude like borderline minister? If not, I know I know he played football, but I'm just saying, like, he be going around talking about he's you know saved the Saints spot and filled with Holy Ghost. Yeah. yeah, so I'm just like, why would you even let? But that's another. That's another. Well, that's another thing. Anyway, hold on, we got some stuff in the chat. All right, Jezebel, absolutely. No, they promote these behaviors. Child, Brittany, if you mm-hmm. ain't. If you ain't speaking facts, if you ain't speaking facts. Now, as you were talking about how, you know, God created family and how the elites and the world and Satan is really trying to like tear down the family. Also, I had a question for you about Margaret Sanger. Let's Mm -hmm. just talk about that for a little bit because I didn't. Okay. So like, was her agenda the black family? Or like the nuclear family, or like both, or like mm-hmm. no. That's a good question. Um, I'm just from looking at her rhetoric. You just go online, look at her rhetoric. I would say both. Um, you know, if you look at her rhetoric, you can see. 
Um, and she has, and th- there's quotes that are documented. She called uh, black people animals, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, and the thing is, she wasn't the only one that thought that, okay? This is a widespread understanding that people had, you know, uh, amongst the uh, political factions as well as the common folk. A lot of people believe that, you know, mm-hmm. during this time. So, um, but the the crazy thing is she used the same people who she called animals to promote the agenda that she wanted to be pushed. Mm-hmm. You know, she used black preachers. Okay. She used black. They went around and said, Hey, you know, just promote uh Planned Parenthood. And, uh, there's a little, there's a little something in it for you. Wow. You know, we're going we're gonna to help you out in some type of way. And then you see a lot of these preachers back then promoting this, but you know what's the crazy thing is? What? A lot of your favorite preachers today are still doing that. But mm. they're doing it on a grander scale, not just in terms of promoting abortion or things in nature, but they're promoting, uh, I would say, leftist idealism. Ooh, that's so good. That's so good. Wait, did you mm. watch that? Did you watch that podcast with Ruslan and he was talking to the founder of The Shade Room? Oh, I saw, I, I, I saw that. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I know what you're, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Which, what Janae is talking about is, uh, Ruslan is a, uh, another podcaster on, um, on YouTube. You guys can look him up and, um, he was talking to the founder of Shade Room. Apparently the Shade Room is up under, uh, one of our favorite quote unquote pastors <laughs> that we watched that I grew up watching. Um, this is commonplace knowledge. It's, it's under Pastor T D Jakes. Am I am I right, Janae? So so not exactly. Not okay, exactly. Okay. So let me so right. let, okay, so let me just put y'all on real quick. So Ruslan, he's a Christian, suppose you know, Christian. He claims to be one. It's his podcast. So he had the founder of the shade room come on and talk because she had to set the record straight for him because there was a rhetoric going around that T D Jakes was pretty much um, funding the shade room and also her podcast that mm. she has with another pastor. Now she just got saved. The founder of the shade room, she got saved in like 2016. She said, so she, she was pretty much saying like, you know, she, she's to me now, she didn't say this, but she making all this money on the shade room, you know, promoting this agenda that's antichrist. Cause you know, the shade room is messy. Like they'll put anybody in the shade room. They'll talk about anybody, whatever, whatever. So she was like, yo, I, I was trying to make a way to where like, we can balance it. You know, it could be like cultural news, but then also like spiritual. Now we already know what the word says. We already know you cannot be mixing the clean with the unclean. You cannot be saying like, you know, I'm going to be out here doing this and doing that. Like, no, you either going to be all the way there with Christ or all the way there with the devil. Like there's no, there's no merging of the two, but anyway, she's still learning. So, you know, I pray for our sister, but that was her, that was her thought process. So she, she said that she emailed all these pastors and was like, yo, this is what I'm thinking about doing. And no pastor responded. If anything, she said that if they did respond, it was like, absolutely not. Like, I can't do this. Like, this is not of God, pretty much. Our mm-hmm. homeboy, TD, was like, yes, absolutely. I'll I'll hop on. 
So she was like, right. that's when you started to realize, like, if you go in the shade room or you see certain things in the shade room, it'll be like, you know, inspiration, Sunday inspiration, like all that. So they was pretty much using T.D. Jakes as a marketing person to try to see, well, like, you know, we want to have some more influential stuff on there, some more spiritual things on there, some some shade room wisdom mm. on there. And so she was just pretty much talking to Ruslan and was like, yeah, nah, we just asked him to come on board to like lead us in a direction because I'm still learning about the faith. Like I'm still, you know, so I kind of want him to, to, to change the direction of the shade room because she said it wasn't sitting right in her spirit. This is what she said. Nah, mm. it wasn't sitting right in her spirit. So he put out all this messy stuff, but then not say nothing about God because she wanted people to know. But like the reality is baby girl, like nine chances out of 10, I'm not trying to say that God said this, but you're going to have to, (laughs) but you're going to have to make a decision. Who you (laughs) just like, um, Jay has said, you know, what does the prophet of man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? What is worth more than your soul? At this point, the Lord is not going to contradict himself. So like, just because, you know, a little leaven spoils the whole lump. But listen, nah, you can't listen. be just, you can't be putting, oh, yeah, I got all this messiness. 95% of your, 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 your thing is messiness. And then the extra 5% is a little bit of holiness. Like, uh-uh. Yeah, that's, that's real good. That's good. So yeah. I'm like, you know, I don't even know. But that was pretty much that. I don't even know why. Why did I even get on that tip? I don't even know. What was I talking about? Yeah, I mean, we're talking about how um, pastors may promote uh, wrong oh, yeah. ideology. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They be compromising. So yeah, that yeah. was real on time that you said that because it made me think of that interview that Ruslan had with um, the founder of the Shade Room. So yeah, y'all, it's easy to get deceived out here. It's easy to get deceived. It's easy to just be falling into. That's why you got to stay sober and vigilant. They put certain ones in the forefront. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. Because they know that yeah. people out here, they they are the influencers. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of our listeners uh, talked about uh, how these, uh, I think they said these pastors may promote, uh, like not too long ago, they were promoting the, um, what was it, the jab? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of them were doing it. I know, I know a lot of these pastors were probably... Uh, either compensated in some type of way to promote that. Um, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, anybody that um, understands that, please do your research on everything that the government pushes out onto you. Um, I mean, my this is, this is how I understand things. When everybody is going one way, a lot of times the, the right way is the other way. You know, That's while the crowd is going one way, you know, they going, they going over here. They, they, they about to go off the cliff. You'd be like, mm, there's a bunch of people going there. I think I'm going to go the opposite way. Exactly. You know, it's not, it's not always the best rule of thumb, but that's a pretty decent rule of thumb. I would say, especially in this time, this day and age, um, you know, you just got to use, you got to use discernment, um, understand what the Holy Spirit is telling you about what to, what to take or what to be involved in because it could really be life or death literally. And we've seen that, especially um, if you were paying attention at the top of this year with a whole bunch of people that died, right? Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of people died at the top of this year. Um, 
not too long ago, there was somebody that fell out on the football field. So it's like, you just got to be, just just use wisdom, people. Okay? Use wisdom. <laughs> you got to, because their whole agenda is to depopulate the earth. Now, yeah. now, this is my whole thing now. Let me just get on my soapbox real quick. If you know if you know that America only got 300 million people, I think that's what it's like, 307 uh, million. Yes. It's, it's way over that now, a little bit over that. But yeah, it's around that, basically. Okay, okay. Yeah. For our so, conversation's sake, 300 million. Okay. Yeah. But no, I want to say the right thing, though. How many people in America? How many people <laughs> in America? 30, all right, 331.9 million. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They want to cha- change the population, I think, what, 400 million? The whole population? 500. 500 million. Mm-hmm. And we got what? 8 billion, 7 billion people in the world? Around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, that don't yeah. make no sense. That's a little bit more than the United States. Like, that's a whole mm-hmm. country. And they trying to mm-hmm. depopulate the world to be 500 million, right? That what you said? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. That's crazy, but that's what I'm saying. So now that's they crazy. now they don't have like yo, they like nah. We gotta get them however we need to get them. They about to be dropping like flies. So go ahead and put it in that McDonald's. Go ahead and put mm-hmm. in all the fast food stuff. Go ahead mm-hmm. and put it in the little fake organic GMO stuff because we <laughs> about to movies. get them exactly. Yeah. 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 It's just um. I know this is not on our notes, but it reminds me of not not too long ago. I was watching uh, Black Panther, right? Black Panther, um, Wakanda Forever, the second one. And oh, you watched uh, it. You watched I it. I watched it. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, you didn't I finally tell me watched that you watched it. But listen, listen. <laughs> I, I finally watched it. Okay. And uh, um, it was just interesting because uh, I could see the agenda, you know. Throughout the movie, like the movie is, is different than the first one. Of course, a lot of times when people make uh, other movies or sequels or whatever, a lot of times we always say, "Well, the first one was better." Blah blah blah. You know, the the second Black Panther was is was decent, but you could see the agenda and what they're trying to push, especially on women. You know, <gasps> Let's they're trying talk to push about it. But here's the thing, though this this movie was a I paralleled uh the movie that did that also came out too long ago called The Woman King. Now, oh. many of us that watched The Woman King is about a uh tribe in Africa that's basically composed of all women and there's a woman that was a king, um, and they did some dealings and whatnot. I didn't watch the whole movie, but that's basically the basis of the movie. But the thing is, uh the woman king, uh if you guys do the research on it, it wasn't completely um, factual as 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 far as the, what the movie was talking about. Because the only reason why the woman had to be the head of the tribe is because all the men died. <laughs> all the men died. They didn't put out the men. They weren't against the men. They weren't like, oh, we hate men or whatever. No, it's like they all the men died, you know? And so, you know, because of all the men died, okay, well, the natural thing for someone to rise up was a woman, for the woman to take over the clan. Oh. Um, but they're trying to push, but the thing is, the, the the movie is trying to push this uber feminism, like, 
oh, I can do everything that a man can and better, mm-hmm. you know, and they're saying we don't need a man where we got it. We got it all together. We're good. And that's what that you can see the agenda in that movie. In Black Panther, they kind of did the same thing. Of course, okay, T'Challa died, right? Okay, now we're seeing a you know the woman being the head of the whole um, the whole country. You know, mm. okay, fine. But we see in the uh, the women warriors in uh, Black Panther, uh, we're seeing like some. Uh, some relationship, like a relationship being developed, like a, a lesbian relationship being developed. Yeah, and it's, it's subtle. It's, it's at the end of the movie. It's subtle. You I know, th- I picked realize. up on it. I said, yeah, "Oh nah. Yeah, you see that? You're like, "What is what they trying to push on? They trying to they trying to push this lifestyle? Yo, on 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 y'all. Listen. And it's very it's sad. It's sad." Oh. Man, listen, I was in a movie theater, y'all. I went to go. My best friend had came to see me. Hey, Ajua, if you're listening to this. We had went. She was like, nay, I really want to go to see Black Panther, but I know how you be because you be mad deep. So I understand if you don't want to go with me. And I was like, y'all, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with you. But I said, but let me tell you right now, I'm going to be calling stuff out because they ain't about to brainwash me. So we sit in the movie theater. I'm like, yo, not them. Now this is me, y'all. Pray for me. But I was legit in the movie theater. Like, no, they not trying to put that gay agenda on us. Yo, it was a dude in front of me. It was a dude in front of me was like, yo, you peeped that too? I said, I did, y'all. He was like, yo. Yo, we in this dude, like, yo, he was right in front of me, like, so I'm in back yeah. of him. Yo, he turned his whole neck to be like, yo, I thought I was the only one. I'm sitting there like, no, the writer not about to get me. I already know the agenda that they trying to push. And like Jay was saying, it was very subtle. It was very subtle, but it was loud to my spirit. Cause I was like, oh nah, mm-hmm. they really trying to like make this thing into like lesbianism yeah. being like a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sad. Mm. Pam said they promoted a lesbian relationship. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Hold yeah, on. that's what they're trying to push, especially on y'all kids. That's uh, I was reading one of the comments. One of the ladies said, "Be careful what your kids look at," and they're, mm-hmm. like they're trying to infiltrate in these cartoons, in these quote unquote children shows. You know, now it's like it's becoming more and more blatant. Now, back when I was a younger kid, you know. We didn't see a whole lot of stuff in in the, the cartoons. There may have been like maybe a little bit here and there, but like now it's like it's like oh wow, they, yeah, exactly. Like Miss Pam said, they want it to be the norm, you know. And especially if you look in, if you just look in uh, a lot of uh, the public schools now, the rhetoric that is being pushed out is they're trying to tell these children like, hey. Um, it's okay if, if you want to be a different gender. It's okay if you don't feel like the gender that you were born with. You know, if you wanna if you wanna change your gender, that's okay. We gonna help you with that. You know, and they're they're pushing this ideology out without telling the parents about it. Mm. They're trying to be like under the radar with this stuff, and um, it's very sad at what they're promoting uh, on on these children. It's 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 messing them up. It's messing them up. 
it's it's definitely perverse. Definitely perverse. Like even it kind of goes back to oh go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay, so Simone, she was saying I have more students sexually confused than ever before. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yep. From preschool up. Mm. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. What you were saying, Jay? Sorry. I was just I was just gonna say as parents, and I'm not a I don't have any children. I'm I'm, I'm not a parent, but um I was raised by God fearing uh parents, and uh, anything that the school taught us or whatever that may have been against God's word, we would always be come back. We we'll always come back home, and they would tell us the truth. Mm. And so that's what I would promote um for any parents that are listening if any ideology that is not lining up with god's word you know you want to and a lot of your children are going to have questions when they come back they're going to be like hey mom dad or is this is this okay or whatever you know make sure you back that up with the scripture for real definitely and i would uh, even say i would even say too like mm -hmm. don't 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 be afraid to kickstart the conversation I know yeah. sometimes it could be uncomfortable, but you never really know if your child is comfortable with bringing it to you, but it could be something that they're dealing with. That's why and I'm saying use with caution. You know what I'm saying? Be led and guided by the Holy Spirit when, when doing this. But I really mm -hmm. do feel like a lot of them may not ask you these questions, especially if you have them on social media of some sort, or even if you don't, if you got it on lock, if they in school, public school, best believe they friends showing them. So don't be oh, out yeah. here thinking like, oh, well, I got everything secure on lock. My kid ain't got no access to social media. I right. when they get <laughs> to school, they seeing all of it. They making TikToks and everything yeah. else. So yeah. I would yeah. just encourage you to don't be afraid to kickstart the conversation. Don't get don't be afraid to see where your child's head at or how how they're um understanding these things. Cause you want them to have a mind that is that is clear. You don't want it to be bombarded with confusion or like a child's mind. They're not able to really like decipher things. You know what I'm saying? So like connect the dots for them. But I would say like, don't be afraid. And like, I don't have no kids, but I do got a little sister. And so even in me growing with the Lord, me and my sister is like 12 years apart. So I was an, an adult when she was still a child. So I was like, well, look, this was going on. What's up? Like, let's talk about this. Like, so when mm. she got to high school, whatever decision she made in high school, that's on her. But best believe she knew the truth. Like, she knows the truth. She knew the truth. And we talked about it. So it's like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to kickstart those conversations because it's necessary. Like, it's necessary. Yeah. They spend more time at school than they do with you. So you better be having these conversations. <laughs> yeah. One of the ladies said it, it's trendy. Like, yeah, it's it's... Because before, when I was growing up, this uh, alternative lifestyle type stuff, it was like a tolerance type of thing. Mm. You know, it was more like a tolerant. Oh, just be tolerant of, of these people. Or like, you don't want to be a, a a bigot. You know, it's Ooh. it's okay. But like now, it's like it's a trick. Like if you if you are if you are participating in alternate lifestyle, or you want to be a different gender or whatever, or non-binary, or a part of the LGBTQRSTURZWXYZ. And basically, um, that's you automatically are higher on the social hierarchy. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like you're you're cool, especially just good. Just look at the uh, the um, 
the award shows on the Grammys, on the Oscars and everything, anything that's promoting this type of agenda yeah. lifestyle. They, these are the main ones getting the awards. People are up, standing up, clapping, cheering. Yes, wonderful. You're so amazing. Yeah. You know, they're, they're cheering this stuff on. And, and it, you know, it's like, it's like, okay, like, wow, that's, that's interesting. Perversion. So, yeah, it's perversion. So it's just, um, yeah, just uh, be sober. Be sober. Be sober. And I think going back to what um, Pam was saying about it being trendy, you know, the, the, the reason why I think the LGBTQ agenda is so um, enticing to young mm-hmm. kids, especially if I don't know if you guys watch the show called, I mean, not the show, it was a documentary by Matt Walsh called um, What is a Woman? But mm. he had interviewed this this transgender woman well, man, who is a woman. And he, who was wanting to be a she, but he was saying that he know legit that he just had trauma issues, right? Like grew up in a dysfunctional household, wasn't really like paid attention to and everything yeah. like that growing up, right? So going back to what I was saying, the the LGBTQ community is so enticing to young kids because it's giving them some sense of purpose, right? It's giving them mm-hmm. some form of identity, very much perverse, but it's giving them some sort yeah. of identity to where they feel included, they feel inclusive, like they're in an inclusive community and things like that. And so I feel like deep down, it's coming from a desire for purpose. It's mm-hmm. coming from a desire of identity like who am i like what am i supposed yeah. to be doing and the way that the enemy will oh, thank you holy spirit the way that the enemy does this is to pervert the image of god we were created in his likeness so what mm-hmm. better way to do it than to disfigure contaminate mm-hmm the image of God through their gender, through their sex, like all of that. And it's just like, yo. So yeah, yeah, Pam, I could see why you saying that it is very trendy because yeah, like you are saying, you know, wait, hold on. Cause y'all going too fast now in this, in this here chat. Mm -hmm. All right. Remember it is spiritual. Once they open up to that spirit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yup. 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 Feeling accepted. Middle school is critical. This is Mm -hmm. where they seek peer approval at its peak. Yo, Pam, trying to tell you now, I I do agree with you because I'm not even in that demographic. So don't misunderstand me when I say this. Don't misunderstand me when I say this. But I do feel like there's a reason why they starting off in preschool. And I know it's because they're young and they're impressionable. But these kids, I feel like that that desire to be accepted starts on the playground, starts at daycare, starts at like mm-hmm. how I'm learning to interact with someone that looks like me. You know what I'm saying? Because kids still, they still kind of like icky, icky, like this is just my friend. They don't have biases or prejudices or anything like this, but there's still a desire to know like, okay, like I know I'm a boy, right? I know I'm a girl, right? Like, but now starting there, they're questioning that. Like, I you know why they're questioning that? They got the transgenders teaching these kids, <clears throat> reading them stories, reading them stories. Just go online and look that up. I think it was like in the library or some type of program. They had the the drag queens 
reading to these little kids. Yeah. It's like why you got why you got the drag queens, the transgenders reading to like what like what are you doing? Right. And they're reading and they're reading ideology or books that are promoting that type of agenda. Mm. You know? Um two things I wanna I wanna say though. Um, because this this type of topic can be very um um sensitive because a lot of us have family members that deal with uh alternative lifestyles but a lot a lot of the times of how these children turn to these lifestyles is because of uh trauma and things that they went through when they were young you know by the hands of family members um and it can be very uh it's a very sensitive topic because sometimes these are people that are close to us and we want to do our best to protect uh, our children uh, when they're around uh, people that we thought we could trust, you know, and things of that nature. Um, so this is this is how a lot of general generational curse, curses can be brought about in a family is because, um, you know, we didn't have a watchful eye over our children and then they get wrapped up into doing stuff that they had no business doing anything. Um, so we just want to be um, we want to be understanding of of that type of aspect of it is that a lot of these people delving into these uh, lifestyles, you can look at the statistics. Um, good number of them, not every single one of them, but a good number of them have gone through sexual trauma or molestation or abuse in some type of way. Um, that's how they turn out the way that they turn out. But the devil can use that again, as we were talking about before, and when we're talking about image and identity, devil uses that to try to mold and form these children to his image. And, um, we have to understand that the image that has been risen above, uh, in America the image that is kind of presiding over America and 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 much of the world is an image that is of two genders. And maybe well, like, well, how do how do I know that? Okay, just talking about the country that we live in as of right now in the USA, the country that I live in. Um, the main guy that presides over this country, you can look at in New York with the with Lady Liberty. Lady Liberty is a statue that is composed of two genders. If you actually look at the, understand the research. So that's not really a lady. <laughs> okay. Um, and a lot of the things that we've learned about Lady Liberty, when we said like, oh, this statue is actually, uh, um, it was given to us by the gift from the French and whatnot. And they're not, they're not telling you the whole thing. Mm. Uh, this, this statue was inspired by uh paganistic customs and uh paganistic things that had everything to do with um i would say messing up the image of god so let me okay? so let me ask you this do you think that that's coming from like the spirit of shiva shiva cuz isn't she like a a masculine slash feminine like she's like two and one close very close the this is coming from the spirit of the baphomet mm, okay the baphomet is a being that is composed of a man a woman and a goat 
Okay. And obviously anybody that understands the image of the Baphomet, we understand that as that satanic, a satanic image, or basically, um, Satanism's depiction of Satan. Okay. And if we understand that, then we understand why they're trying to turn the children and all these people into genderless beings mm. because that's the image that is presiding over this country. So when we look at Lady Liberty, you know, it goes, it calls back to, cause that image is basically just a, um, a copy of uh, paganistic uh, sculptures back in Rome. And if you understand the, the history in Rome is a lot of these um, historical figures actually were in a homosexual lifestyle and homosexuality was running rampant in that community. Uh, many of the emperors had young boys that were castrated at a young age. So that way they can maintain a type of feminine, feminine quality about them. Then what they would do, they would groom them and then have them as lovers to themselves, but they would dress them up as women because their uh, their vocal cords haven't dropped because they took out their um, sexual organs, basically. Okay, and this is very deep because in this country, this country is a conglomeration of everything that we've seen in antiquity. When it comes to Rome, when it comes to Egypt, when it comes to Greece, uh, when it comes to uh, uh, Europe, Western Europe. Uh, we're, we're, this country is a conglomeration of everything and all the paganistic rituals that were applied in that setting is now being applied in this country that we're living in. So when they say, oh, there's a separation of church and state for those of us that live in the U.S., they're lying to you. OK, they're lying to you because everything that's that was uh, created in this country was based off of religion, was based off of paganism. OK, and all those pagan pagan things and then we can we can this is like a whole nother uh episode or podcast we can talk about this forever but for the sake of of this conversation all those things were based on satan just to say it flat out okay and if you understand all those things are a call back to satan you'll see that okay now we see what type of image they're trying to produce okay what type of image they're trying to push on these young children because they're pushing an image that they've been doing back in the roman days back in the grecian days you know the, many of us are familiar with that movie 300 right. and if we under, most of us that are understanding the history on that uh it was sparta back in the spartan days most of those men were homosexual <laughs> okay most of them were homosexual and they had love they were lovers to each other and they had boy lovers and it was something that was uh commonplace same thing in rome in egypt a lot of the a lot of their rituals that they did were of homosexual were homosexual in nature okay and they um they promoted this type of fluidity and sexuality it's the same thing that they're trying to do in America. Everything needs to be fluid. Why? Because they understand the God that they serve. The God that they serve is fluid in that arena. There's no structure. Order out of chaos. They don't want to have any order. They want chaos. But out of that chaos, that's how they can bring their order and their type of thinking. Ciao.
<laughs> we got him in the chat. He told the truth about Roman Empire. He's speaking facts. Exactly. They understand the God that they serve. Powerful. Listen, I see it's it's amazing that we are talking about identity because Satan is no longer he first of all, first of all, never was. So forgive me. But that's his main issue. Cause we were created in the image of God. We were created in the likeness of God. So it makes perfect sense why he's trying to pervert having men be with men, women be with women, gender identity issues, body dysmorphia, all of these things attacking the image of in the likeness of God. Like it, it makes perfect sense why all this perversion is going on and which is pretty much giving birth to all this confusion mm-hmm. and it's coming from the people that gave themselves up as a sacrifice to Satan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now they all just coming all up in here, trying to just put this rhetoric on everybody and their mama that's deceived. And, and, and willing to engage and willing to just have no type of boundaries. A good summation of everything that I just talked about just in the past couple minutes, it just read Romans 1. Read Romans 1. What Paul's talking about is basically everything that's happening today. Everything that happened during his time is what's happening in our time. It's, just, it's the same thing. There's nothing new under the sun. And even um, 2 Timothy, I think, the third chapter, I think. 2 Timothy in the last days. Yeah. 2 Timothy, the third chapter. Read that whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's literally, if you don't, if you don't want to do history and read that, read, l- listen, 2 Timothy, the third chapter will put you in a headlock because you're going to literally be looking outside and be like, yo, I'm definitely living in, in these times. Like, so... Mm-hmm. Mm. Hold on. Mm. Way down the chat. Okay. So I want to bring up something that Brittany has said um a little mm. earlier. She had made mention about um the quest of God being a good book to read. And and definitely I want to circle back to that. Um so mm. thank you for bringing that up, Brittany. The quest of God, um, the author is um Anthony Clawson, and he said something very interesting in this book towards the end he concluded it all up and the quest of god is pretty much talking about identity he wrote this book in 1999 y'all we in 2023 and he starts off he ends it for first of all he starts off and ends it with saying that in the united states there's an identity crisis going on He's saying this in 1999. Mm. Your girl was low-key fresh out the womb in a sense. Because I was either like first grade or going to like, and, and literally I'm like 28 now. And it's, it's as if he wrote this today, but I want to share what he wrote. He said in all of the history of mankind, There has not been a loss of identity as it is this day. Adults as well as children do not know who they are, but who we are was robbed from our ancestors, Adam and Eve, who did not understand who they were. 
though they were gods of this world, Satan was able to use the lie for God does know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. What they did not understand was that when God gave them dominion over all creation, they were as gods. So often today in our society, someone comes along and offers riches, fame, and glory, and we are quick to drop everything we have and run after a promise when all the time our treasure is in our hands. Who we are, we are the offspring of the creator. All things have been committed into our hands. God's will was for his children to rule and reign over the work of his hands, to be the God of all. But because of rebellion and ignorance, many have been lost to the darkness. But thank God for the exceeding greatness of the light that has shone in his son throughout all the world. Now there are mm -hmm. multiplied thousands of sons of God. Who you are, look up. You are a child of the great I am, Yahweh. And literally, like, that's how he concludes this book. If y'all want this book, I'll leave how to get it in the show notes, okay? Because we could ship it out to y'all. Because I got some on hand. So I can ship it out, whatever, whatever. Let me know, and I'll send it to you. Because that is like, mind y'all, let's go back. That's 1999. Mm. That was 1999. That wasn't 2009. That was 1999. He writing that. And it's so prevalent for today. So just meditate on that because I feel like that summarized everything that Jay was talking about and just kind of bringing it back. So Brittany, thank you so much, so, so much for like bringing that up because I had the book right next to me. Like literally I was like, oh my gosh, I got it. Hold on. <laughs> so thank you for bringing that up. Um, What'd you say, Brittany? Was reading it and couldn't fight those tears. Yeah. Yeah. Because the word is truth. Like, that's it. We thank God for the revelation. We thank God for the yeah. revelation. But, um, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I feel like we didn't hit. What, what, you, what you think? You think it's something that we missed? I'm going through. We hit on a lot of stuff. We really. did. I want to make sure they getting all this cake. Some stuff that was, so. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. Does anyone have any questions? Does anyone have any questions or comments? Even comments, because y'all be speaking facts in the chat. So even mm. any questions or comments? Is there anything on your heart, Jay? Mm. I mean... Am I ending it too early? Cause I know last time. I mean, we. I mean, we doing. We doing pretty good, honestly. All right, cause doing pretty good. All right, cause I'm just saying. I, ain't well, I mean, we. This is a an information packed episode. Okay, <laughs> we have a lot. Of, <laughs> we talking about a lot of stuff. You know, I think it's just good. For, I think just it's just good for us to keep in mind that, um, you know, we as men and women of God, we were we were made for each other. Okay. Mm. We were made for each other. Oh. We weren't made. Go, sorry. Okay. <laughs> we weren't made to be by ourselves. Um, you know, community is in the plan of God. So can I say so? Can I say so real quick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. 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 So in my book, Well Water Garden, if you have not get it, have not gotten it, please purchase. You can get it on Amazon. Thank you. But anyway, I was looking for this quote in this book from the very beginning mm -hmm. when we was talking and on page 61 
daddy's wisdom it says man was created to fellowship without fellowship there's isolation and when my dad said that to me i knew i had to put it in the book because i was like a lot of people don't know a lot of people feel like i can do bad all by myself i don't need nobody telling me nothing but that's not true like that's not true so i just wanted to say that because you was in the vein like i literally had it bookmarked i was like i, would, I need to bring this yeah. up and then literally you said it and i was like i got it okay yeah that's being in the spirit <laughs> yo i know i do <laughs> so yeah but i just had to bring that up because i'm like yo like it's the truth like we were not yeah. made to be alone and here's another thing i could read in a book page 60 says the only reason people fail in society is because of their love for individuality and that's the truth like you have to be you can't be all up in your own head and thinking that you could just be doing your own thing well i'm in the chat hold on y'all read it hold on all right i i see that well, I'm good being single at this point in my life. Well, amen. I'm glad for your contentment. Yeah, that's good. That, that's, that's amazing. That's good. That's, amazing. that's awesome sauce. Yeah, you, I mean, that's good that you you can you can be content and single, but at the same time, you still need people. Mm. You know, Ooh, we that need, we to need help community. Me. Yeah, we need uh, we need friends. We need people. We need uh, community in general. You know, not just in regards to um, marital mm-hmm. understanding, but like just in people in general. We need, you know, it's not good. The the um, work of the Lord cannot be done through an island. Mm, you can't be you an know? island to oneself at all. You can't all. be an island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to be with people. And a lot of times, does that mean that he may call you to be married one day? Yeah. You know, D- Definitely. Um, I mean, the Bible says two heads are better than one. That's just scripture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah. What's it called? A three chord, a three song chord. A not- three chord, uh, three prong chord is not easily broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, man, he's telling us like, don't be letting your introversion get you out your blessing now. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what I was talking to my this is a little side note y'all just a little nugget of wisdom I was talking to my dad about that he was like you know I feel like extra virgin this is what he was saying he was like extra virgin is too much and introvergin is too much nobody should be on the on the full side of it there should be a balance and I was like wow like Okay, I can see what you're saying because the Lord, especially if you're an introvert like me, like I could be mm-hmm. a recluse. I could be a recluse. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm cool with being by myself, having my own company, like chilling. Like I, I don't really getting lonely like that. Like I'd be just chilling, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the Lord is like, I need to, I need you to be out there. I need you to be coming alongside. I need you to be in some uncomfortable spaces. And I'm like, hell, why? And he's like, that's the main purpose. What you, we were created to fellowship. Not you just chilling mm-hmm. like a turtle or like a Kermit. 
Like you need to be out there. And then for the extrovert, God may be telling you, I need you to fall back. You, you listening to too many people. I need, I need to talk to you. Like you can't even be by yourself. Mm -hmm. You can't even really hear me because you got too many people in your ear. Like what's, what's going on? So it's like, I could, mm -hmm. I could receive what my spiritual dad was telling me as far as it needs to be a balance. Okay. In life, there's a balance to everything. You cannot just be on one full side or whatever, one full side. Temperance. Okay. Temperance is key. Mm, yeah, it's key. So yeah, key. Um, when he said that to me, I was like, okay, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. She most definitely can. I'm so happy seeing her coming out of her box. Oh, mom. <laughs> I love you. Thank you so much for encouraging me. I'm so happy that you came. Like you always got good, good wisdom, good, good, good stuff. Um, so thank you for coming and just hanging out with us. And to everyone else, like I love you too, mom. And to everyone else that came in the chat, I think I want to give y'all a shout out. But yeah, I think Nunu's on here. Jadisha is on here. Simone is on here. Brittany, Pam. If you did not, because I can't see everybody in the chat. They're not letting me. I only can see the people that actually commented. Like, that's hey, uh... it. But yeah, I think I, I may have said everybody. But yes, thank y'all for hanging out. I only sent it to a few people, and y'all was on my heart. So I sent it to y'all. I'm so happy that y'all came and really hung out with us. I pray that it encouraged and empowered you. I pray that you left here with some confirmation, but also I pray that you left here and wanting to know more. You get what I'm saying? Like wanting to know more. So if you do want to know more, you can check J. Iris out on the Final Warning Podcast. I think his most recent episode is, uh, dang, what's your most recent episode called? Uh, things are not always what they seem part two yeah okay so, part two yeah at the time of this recording so that's his most recent episode that is a good one i would even i would listen go back to part one because part one he was speaking <laughs> some facts y'all like i had i listened to that thing like two or three times like i'm not even gonna hold you like it was really it was really really good so go ahead mm -hmm. and check him out i will leave as always his information in the show notes and it should be a link dependent now listen if you listening on google podcast google podcast do not be giving y'all the link so i i'm sorry about that i really don't know why they don't put in the show notes but i know that the hyperlinks work on apple podcast the hyperlinks work on spotify and i'm hoping they work everywhere else but i know that you cannot find them cannot click them on Google Podcasts. So I apologize yeah. for any of that. But you can just put at the phone at sign the final warning podcast in Instagram if you're on Instagram and he'll pop up. I thank y'all for this powerful message. Look, I took my nose. Hey, go ahead, Brittany. I love that girl. I love that. I'm glad you took your nose. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. See, I knew y'all. Like I knew, like I knew y'all was gonna be like this is a treat. I knew y'all was going to enjoy it because I just know some of y'all. I know how y'all be. Thank mm. you for the invite. Let me know about the next one. I will. I will. I will. And let me just say this. For any of y'all that's still here, that's listening all the way to the end, I appreciate you. I'm glad you got a good attention span. I really do. Um, I may be doing this a little bit more often. Like if I have guests here, 
I may um, send invite links out like the date of the episode. So yeah, because I don't want a whole bunch of people in the chat. I like the intimacy of having like, you know, like a, a few people on here to just kind of hang out with me and see what we're talking about here and just be a part of something. So, and be a part of the conversation and really kind of see where y'all head is at and talk to y'all in real time and you can get to know me and things like that and get to know my guests. So if you are interested in that, I will more than likely, I don't know. I don't know. Send me a DM. <laughs> Send me a DM on Instagram at either Grow Regardless Podcast or my personal Instagram at the T-H-E-E underscore J-S Williams. And let me know that you want to be a part of it so then I can make sure I, I send you the link so then you can be a part of it because I'm not going to be posting it on social media. I'm just going to be reaching out to people. So if you do want to participate and hang out with me, just hit me up in the inbox. Um... Anything else, Jay? Mm, I think we touched on a lot of stuff. Is there anything else you want to bring out? Something that's on your heart? Or mm. if you want to auction? Mm-mm. I think this is going to simmer. I think this is, is definitely going to be um, simmering mm-hmm. for a lot of people. So, um, and sobering sobering for a lot of people and that's what we want we want you to get out of your drunkenness so yeah so yeah make sure you guys share it for people too like anybody that you feel that you would be blessed by this definitely share it with them and tell them like hey this is not your typical uh you know soft girl podcast this is we we talk about some different type of stuff we we take different angles yeah and you know what in, in actuality it wasn't different because it, it, what we this soft life era is really prevalent on sensuality and um in sed, seduction so everything that we talked mm-hmm. about from baphomet to um the identity all of that is dealing with those two type of spirits so we were definitely in the vein and those people that are going to be listening like best believe they ain't gonna be confused it's gonna be connecting the dots Mm -hmm. they gonna they gonna get it so um again i appreciate you always like i thank you for your willingness to spend time with me and really pour into the community and like I said, they appreciate you. Like they, they, they like the truth that you give us and you know, the Lord is real. I say this all the time. Like he don't, I take my community real serious. Like I don't be just inviting just anybody on the show. So like the fact that I have that's a good. few people on here, that's really like, yo, nay, like he talking facts. That's good for me. Cause it's like, they know, like I ain't nay, like you ain't, you ain't trying to poison our minds or nothing like that. So <laughs> I say all that to say, I appreciate you always. Thank you for making time for me. And I can't wait to have you back on the show and hanging out with us. I appreciate you inviting me here. It's been rewarding to do that. So I'm I'm, uh, just grateful to be here and definitely looking forward to if you have ever have me back. So yeah, of course, of course, of course. All right, y'all. So that's pretty much wraps it up. You are welcome. Okay, Brittany said that she joined your podcast. So, ooh, ooh, wee, ooh, wee. Awesome ooh, sauce, Brittany. Thank you. Much love to you. Much love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, awesome sauce. All right. So, I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. 
and then we gonna go on about our business so lord i just want to thank you god i want to thank you for the opportunity that you've given us all to fellowship with each other i thank you for uh those that are in the live chat but i also thank you for those who are listening and who will listen and who will be encouraged and empowered by this word god i pray that it permeates their very being like i feel like I know that you are going to just reveal so much to them through this word, but also afterwards, like I pray that they have a desire to um, know your word and know what your word says and know what you want in this time and what you want from them. And I pray that you reveal their purpose. I pray that you reveal um, what you created them to do. Um, and which we know is not only just to teach and preach the gospel, but it's also to like do what be in his perfect will. <laughs> so I pray that um, you just reveal yourself to them. I pray that for all those that are listening, that, you know, they received deliverance through this, that they received um, just a, a clarity, a clarity of mind, a clarity um, that any type of confusion that the enemy was trying to put into their mind is eradicated in the name of Jesus. So Lord, I thank you so much. Like, I thank you for them. I thank you for all those that are always showing up. I pray that you bless them, Lord, bless them in their willingness to invest their time, God. And I pray for those that are new, that is their first time listening. I pray that they um, get to know you if they don't know you. And I pray that they, they share and teach other people, even if they don't share this, but they share and teach what they learn so that other people can be, you know, uh, you know, privy to the truth. So I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, y'all. Thank you. Bye.